0: Welcome everyone to the call, Brian Manning. So Brian, I told you in 1998, he's been with Guaranteed Rate um, uh, for two years. But there's an interesting thing about Brian that you all should know. Brian has done, and he did this pre-COVID, meaning pre-Zoom, what most loan officers have a very hard time pulling off. And Brian didn't start in the business in Boulder, Colorado. Brian moved to Boulder because he and his wife thought it was cool (laughs) nine years ago. So Brian had a whole mature business in florida and picked up and moved to boulder colorado so brian's only been in boulder for nine years so you know almost for this call i look at it like brian's been in the business for nine years because that's how long he's been in business in boulder colorado which is uh, very interesting he obviously knows what he's doing uh, that's a that's a that's a different story but as far as meeting agents and creating a referral based business It's only nine years old. And Brian, Mm -hmm. you may even be able to argue, you didn't really turn the jets on on that until you and I started doing stuff together. So it's even newer, Uh, okay? But Brian, uh, welcome to the call. Just give people a feel. Uh, Your purchase units, your tracking for the year will be about what, ballpark?
1: Oh, I think we're hitting like 250.
0: Okay, so about about 20 a month. Mm -hmm. And our purchase units, by the way, everyone, you know, when we look at units, again, I'm not doing volume right now. Brian's average loan amount actually might be a little higher than a lot of yours on this call because of where he is. But that's why we're looking at units. Units are universal. doesn't matter where you are. A unit is a unit is a unit. Um, Brian, your purchase units in, ni- in 2020 were about what? Um,
1: 2020 was like probably 200 units personally. Okay.
0: So Brian's
1: up about 20%. And I want you all to know this,
0: Um, by the way, I didn't ask him this before. So that was not a surprise, but I had a feeling. This is very indicative uh, with a lot of the loan officers that work with me one-on-one. Their purchase units are up. No matter what, their refi units might be down. Other things might be all over the map. But their purchase units referred by agent partners is up across the board, and I see no reason not to continue that continuing up, up. And for those of you that have ever asked me the question, I'll answer it now before we get into Brian's stuff. Typically, I like to grow a loan officer's business anywhere between 12 and 20% a year. That is sustainable unit growth. When loan officers do 100 loans and they tell me they're gonna do 200, I say, that's great, I love big goals, but I'm not gonna count on that. I'm gonna assume you're gonna do 120. And by the way, if you do 120, I'm gonna be ecstatic that you added 20 units because that's a big jump. That means you added a lot of new relationships. So Brian, tell people a little bit about um, your day, a little bit about what you do every day, what you try to do every week everyone as well brian is extremely organized of all the people that i work with he's he's in top five implementers meaning if he if he asked me a question and we're talking about something to do this guy implements he actually does it so brian give him a snapshot what time do you get up in the morning uh what do you what, what do your normal days look like
1: um so i, I wake up every day at four forty five. okay um read for a little bit in the morning Plan my my day, and then I'm usually uh, check emails for maybe 10 minutes, catch up on everything there. Um, Exercise from 6 to 7.30 every day, and then uh, get ready for work, and then head to the office. And, Brian,
0: how many B2Bs are you trying to do a week right
1: now? You know, I've been scheduling like 8 to 10 per week. Um, a lot of times I schedule B2Bs uh, Tuesday through Friday, uh, and then I'll schedule an 11 a.m. and a 1 p.m. Okay, um, and that
0: way if somebody bails, you don't care, and if they don't, you're eating two salads, right? Exactly,
1: yep, yep. Okay, excellent.
0: And um, everyone, you know, Brian, Brian, when do we meet each other? Because this is a good story, 18 months ago maybe, or not even?
1: Not even, yeah. It was okay. um, beginning of this of 2021 so yeah R- really end of last year beginning of this year yeah
0: okay and brian was referred to me by a mutual uh friend of ours at uh, guaranteed rate and uh, brian did a crush group like yep. everyone else but brian was not really doing b2b's the correct way uh at all i mean he might have been doing them a little bit but just so you know brian was doing them full-on hardened criminal uh, Sean Gaudreau, you know all about this. Sean's guaranteed rate in Boston. You know, hey, I'm Brian. Here's my card. Who do you know who I need to pre Like, bam, like literally punching people directly in the face at all times and had to make a complete switch. And Brian, not to tell, 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 tell your secrets, but for the first six months, Brian was very twitchy about this. I mean, he would call me twitching almost, like wanting to go back to what he was doing because – things weren't happening immediately because relationships are a marathon, not a sprint. And if you're used to go, 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 if you're used to closing 20 loans referred by 20 people and suddenly you're not asking for the business anymore, it's a big, big game changer. So, Brian, what would you tell this group? There are a bunch of Joel people on here right now. There's some newer people to me. What would you tell them about being consistent with B2Bs?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, I would say originally before we start working together, my B2B was always a coffee appointment. It was never lunch and I did it cause I wanted to gauge the, I never wanted to be committed to someone for an hour or whatever it was, right? If I went for coffee, it was, if it went great, I could hang for an hour, if it sucked, I was out of there. So that was the mindset I had to change. Um, of getting B2Bs, and now I won't even do a coffee appointment. If it's a great partner of ours, we'll do happy hour later, but um, everything is a lunch appointment now. And um,
0: and now, now, do you all hear Brian? Now, Brian has to have fun conversations with me all the time, and he sees me a couple times a year with Sam, yep. and he still said appointment. You hear that? Do you hear the hardened criminal level this guy's rolling at? <laughs> literally, literally, we just let him out of jail. Because remember, it's not an appointment. This is a great, I'm I'm glad you said it, Brian, because it makes people feel better. It's not an appointment. You're meeting with a friend or a potential new best friend. And even thinking it's an appointment will put you in the wrong frame of mind. Now, Brian's not in the wrong frame of mind. I know. I'm not worried about him. There's some of you others that are on this call that I would be worried about. (laughs) That You would be in the wrong frame of mind because if you look at it as an appointment, you say to yourself, well, man, if I don't get something out of this, nothing happened, right? I didn't get a new loan. I suck. Or what happened? right? That's what you think about as an appointment. So, um, Brian, are you, are, you, um, are you sticking? How do you manage making sure you're in front of everyone every 30 days? How do you manage that on your own? Are you, is it in a book? Is it in a, you're
1: booking the next one on the spot? Tell everyone what you're doing. Uh, I mean, it took a while to get used to it, but I just booked the next one on the spot while I'm sitting there, uh, right at the end of Happy Lunch. And and that just sets us up for making sure we have the next one 30 days from now. Um, Or if someone says they can't do it at that time, you know, they don't have the ability to schedule. I'll just put a reminder and I'll call them or text them or email them the next day. Um, But I'm always trying to schedule the next one right there. It's easiest while we're sitting there. You can look at your calendar and no, no realtor unless they have a vacation planned has anything in their schedule 30 days from now. How about, Two days from now, yeah, usually nothing, right? No, I mean, it's super easy, yeah. yeah. And there, you know, we—I get a lot of movement and cancellation of appointments or meetings. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I schedule them thirty days out, but then they always shift around from there because people have they have listing uh, listing appointments, they have inspections, whatever it is. But that's the goal: is to get it at least rescheduled thirty days out. Yeah. The other thing
0: that Brian has started doing. And some of you others are doing, are going to start doing as well. I know Samantha's going to be doing it the day before you. Brian is what we're calling like VIP dinners, where instead mm-hmm. of just when you when you've done enough B two B's and you've taken your relationship to a different level, what a lot of loan officers are doing, you know, with me and Brian's one with me, one without me, it doesn't really matter, is small, more intimate dinners with. We, we just did one in boulder with six agents and brian and i are five and brian and i i think brian's wife came because we had a cancellation at the last minute sure. but it's so interesting to see what happens when you facilitate that type of meal because it's not they don't n- number one they don't think they're being sold anything these are mm-hmm. platoon partners or very strong company partners those of you that know uh, my uh, terminology of uh, very strong partners and they all started talking to each other immediately mm-hmm. and it was brian's brian's party but it was facilitated by brian but we could have like faded back into the wall. They were all talking to each other. They're all top producing agents. They were asking about this listing and that and this and that and you know. And again, Boulder's not a massive town, so it's a little different. But a lot of you all are in smaller areas where you could easily pull that off. And Brian, are you making that like a quarterly thing now? Uh, what 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 came of that, by the way?
1: Uh, well, so yes, we're going to do it quarterly. Um, the person that canceled actually called me the next day. And said they heard how ridiculously great it was, and that they missed it. Yeah, uh, and asked if they could uh, be invited to the next one that we do. Um, so I think quarterly. Um, what I do, you know, more than one a quarter, I could, but I kind of liked it. You know, we had six of the absolute top partners in that room, or five of them, um, and it just, you know, the vibe was so good that I would kind of stick with that for right now and um if anything you know that room would hold two more people so i would beef it up a little bit but i think i would just stick to the quarterly and keep it like a exclusive partner group for right now until the demand is as high to where it's worth adding another one in
0: um and also brian tell them uh, you know a lot of you all that have known me for a while when i talk about signature events i talk with agents about this all the time loan officers uh, it's funny Samantha's on the screen like right next to you, Brian as well. Samantha's been on here before she's she does the same thing you do or whatever but but Brian is very consistent and very good about what I call his signature events for mm-hmm. his for his current clients everyone that knows me for his CCs and for his agent partners. Brian, tell them a little bit about, um, just what you did this year because everyone could do the same thing, especially in the spring. No one's pulling that off now, but you could easily pull it off in the spring. Tell them what you did, how many people you had show up uh, for the event. Um, this was just a big Brian party, a yeah. huge billboard for Brian, everyone, Brian, tell everyone, cause this is something everyone on this call could implement.
1: Yeah. So every year we do an event. We, it's called Fall Fiesta. Um, and uh, typically we did it the uh, second Thursday in November uh, the reason why we did it then was because we always partnered with a nonprofit, and um, usually it was uh, either a Community Food Share or Conscious Alliance, someone that was you know food-related. Since we were approaching into Thanksgiving, um, you know, we started that event eight years ago, and I rented out a small uh, Mexican restaurant, and it was you know we had the whole place to ourselves. It was you know all you could eat tacos and margaritas and. Um, I paid for the whole event and, you know, you didn't have to donate to the nonprofit if you didn't want to, that was just kind of like a a tag along that we did. And we ended up raising, I don't know, five or $6,000 the first year that we did it. And I think we had 80 people. Um, and then we had the, you know, it was eight years ago, we had to change it with COVID. So this year, uh, we rented a pavilion, uh, in Boulder open space. And we moved it up because I was worried about weather. So we did it right at the beginning of October since it was an outdoor event. Um, We hired a photographer and built a a fall scene. So I got some hay bales, some pumpkins. We built like a photo scene and then um, hired a photographer for the day. And then we did um, 15 minute photo slots. So you can come with your family and get your holiday photo. So we used a Calendly. We put it out to all of our current clients um i think we ended up with like 37 slots in the day when you didn't book them out by 15 minutes with the daylight every single one uh sold out and then we had uh catered through a taco truck we had a snow cone truck we had painting table for painting pumpkins set up for the kids and i think this year we pushed almost 300 people um, (laughs) at the event that, that were there all day and it was all uh partners current clients um friends of current clients um, so brian i'm just going to
0: stop you because there are some new joel people on here by the way a current client is someone whose loan you have closed yep that's what he means by current client some of y'all use the word past client it's the dumbest term in the history of dumbness Because, of course, they're not in the past. If they were in the past, you wouldn't want to talk to them again. That's why anyone in Joel world calls a past client a current client. So that's what he means by current client. It's someone Brian's closed loan for. Now, Brian, did you, because I know we talked about this. This is a little twist. Did you call your partners who had current clients who signed up for the pictures to make sure they knew that their people were going to be there?
1: I did. I called them and and some of our partners had uh, three families signed up. So I gave them the time slots, you know, and it was interesting because some of them were spread over, you know, four or five hours. And um, we had one partner come because they knew one family was going to be there and then leave and then come back, you know, like three (laughs) hours later just to see their other uh, clients that were there. But it was, it was uh, the best phone call to be able to, to call our partner and tell them like, "Hey, Susie and Joe are here for their photos at two fifteen. Um, if you want to come see them, and it's an easy phone call, and everybody loved it. Yeah, it was, it was great. And
0: and and the key, everyone, for this is don't get carried away with the fact that Brian had three hundred people there." Um, You can do this and have 20 people show up and it's a victory. It's something that starts smaller and gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time. When you have what I call a signature event. Now this is Brian's jam. Um, You know uh, he calls it the fall fiesta. Obviously there are tequila drinks and tacos and whatever, but, but you know, when, when, when people start this, when you start this, don't get carried away on how many people show up. In fact, sometimes less is better because you can mm-hmm. talk to more people Then they all go talk to everyone else. And next year you normally double um, the, the nonprofit piece, by the way, is huge. And you know what, what some people will do, Brian, I, I don't know if we talked about this, if you do this or whatever, but you know what, some loan officers or real estate agents will do is they'll put it out there. they will be like, Hey, whatever you guys donate, I'm going to match, you know, and I'll put a big picture of it. If you guys donate, You know, $12,300, I'm going to write a check for $12,300. You know, I'll match, meaning all the people that come to the thing. And then, uh, Brian, do you have representatives of the charity there as well?
1: Yeah, we do. Historically, they'll set up a booth. um, You know, it's a table so they can talk to people. They take the donations. They get to share with them what their donation does, who they feed. Um, And, yeah, it's a really great add on for everybody to see that huge awesome
0: okay so brian 2022 uh what do you what are you thinking about 2022 um uh you know my my thought is i don't think i think we're going to be in a robust purchase market for a minimum of another three years i'm not scared about interest rates inventory is obviously an issue it's going to continue uh to to be an issue uh what are your agents saying what are you seeing right now pre activity BICs, give me a little bit of your, what your thoughts are for next year, things you're working on, things you're keeping an eye on.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, partner feedback that we're getting is that everyone is super pumped for 2022. So I think, you know, getting the excitement from our partners easily gets me excited. Um, You know, the challenge is I think we're going to see limited inventory through 2022 until I'm I'm not sure when, but I think that's going to keep for a a really strong housing market, just from the lack of inventory and the the demand that we have. Um, BICs, I think we're pushing like 30 BICs right now and between PPs and BICs, I think we're pushing like 50. Um, But I can tell you in our last 30 days, we have an increase of uh, new clients coming in and new pre-approvals and new BICs that we're doing that will really probably set us up for a strong market in January, February.
0: And and, and I'm hearing that across the board. And I want to tail on to what Brian just said. Any of you all that think it's an excuse to not have a good January, call yourself a wambulance as in wah, wah. That's a bunch of crap. January doesn't have to look any different than okay. June, unless you're in a market where you've got like 19 feet of snow or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no reason it has to look different ever. I don't care where you are. That is urban myth. Oh, everyone took time off. Everyone did this. Wrong. You could have a great January. You could roll into the year, never play and catch up. You could easily, you know, I would, t- I would tell someone like, Brian, Brian, your goal for January is 25 purchase units. You know, a lot of you all would be like, what? Oh, my God. No. Yeah, if you close 20 in December, close 25 in, in January. There's no reason not to. We know you're going to close 45 in, in, in June or, in, you know, in 40 in, in May. and for, It doesn't matter, but there's no reason why you can't. The other thing Brian is doing, everyone, and, and this is important from an inventory standpoint, Brian is getting off his ass and poking around. 15 miles north, south, east, well, west. He's going to hit a mountain, but but he's poking around uh, in markets that are not his natural market. You know that it might be a little bit of an exurb if you call Boulder his city. Okay, because we realize, hey, if there's no inventory, fine. We're going to go make inventory. We're gonna we're gonna go where the inventory is. So if you're not having those thoughts, if you're not thinking about that, if you're just sitting around waiting for a whole bunch of houses to come on the market. Mm, I don't know if you're necessarily going to see that no matter what market you're in. If you're just going to suddenly, you know, if it's going to go from five listings to 20 listings overnight, uh, I think the market is tight. I think people are paying a lot of money for houses, even rental, even rents are high. Uh, you know, if you want to, you want to try to rent a place, it's high. Everything is high right now. The best news is the interest rates are still low. Um, I don't know, uh, Brian. If you uh, if you all were, uh, I don't know. I don't think you were. I don't know who was on my call last week with Clayton Collins from HousingWire talking about refi volume for 2022. But if you're if you're one of those people at 75% refi right now, you would be. I hope you probably peed down your leg if you were listening to him last week because you probably should start selling assets and freaking out right now because uh, it's not that the purchases are going to go away. They're going to go up, but those refis are going to dwindle uh, in a big way. And you know, he could be wrong, and we can have another incredibly strong refi market but even then i would say well who are you going to refi i mean literally like who most people have already refined you know i mean who who are you even refining so you're 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 definitely gonna have to make it through most of next year doing purchase units so um brian so your agents are pumped are you seeing your agents spread out to unnatural areas for them as well are you seeing them getting scrappy
1: yeah, we're seeing, I mean, from Boulder, we're seeing more push into the uh, Denver or surrounding area um, just to reach out out of Boulder a little bit. So, yeah, we're starting to see a little bit of a spread here. There's some that are lucky enough to just stick in Boulder, but most are not. Most need to, to spread out and get to other areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: and so, uh, Brian, you is your January, what does it look like right now? Is it filling in nicely or you got some work to do or you're already filling in?
1: it's already filling in actually. Yeah. Good. Good.
0: So everyone, what, 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 what Brian said, uh, if you're doing the activities, if you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing um, every single person I've got, I'm looking at people here. I've spoken to just recently, Ed, Sean, Rick, these are just people with their cameras on Samantha. All of you have all said the same thing. Brian said, very busy doing prequel, very busy right now with pre-qual demand. Very busy. And that's all over the place, Brian. That's, you know, Boston and New Jersey and, you know, yep. southern Louisiana and all over the place. You know, for so it's all it's not just one area of the country. It's not yep. Boise, yep. Idaho or Nashville or Tampa, Florida, or, you know, these areas that are just on fire. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, and I think uh, you know, I called it the boo factor as in Boo, you're scared. Uh when the rates popped up a little bit, I think a lot of uh I think it was a good thing. And a lot of people yep. freaked out and said, okay, not necessarily can you refi me, but I think they they were like, Okay, uh, all right, this waiting around for the prices to drop might not be such a good idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, that might end up being a loser. I might need to uh get on get on the train right now. Um, okay, Brian, any any what advice would you give people on this call that are closing two or three purchase loans a month right now and really want to start building your business into 2022? Because I think there's a huge opportunity for a lot of loan officers that um, are not great loan officers. Their operations staff is being let go right now because refis are going away. There's huge layoffs. They're starting to blow loans up left and right. Uh, there's lots of saved deals for experienced loan officers lots of ways to meet new agents. Brian, give, a, give everyone a little bit of advice. You're closing two purchase units, you're maybe newer, or you've been focusing on refis. What are some things you'd be doing right away uh, to roll into 2022
1: hard? I think the first thing is the scheduling your B2Bs. I mean, even if you do 10 a week, you're doing 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., I think B2Bs are, are crucial. I think one of the game changers for us as well is I do our uh, current client phone calls. And I call them once every four months, and I just despise doing those before until you and I changed my uh, (laughs) structure of the call and the follow up. And I those of you, those of you in a current crush group, will be this is
0: call sixteen. I see Kristen. Kristen Ambos is writing stuff down right now. Kristen, this is this is call this is call sixteen in the group you're in. But Brian called me up. I have a very specific system for current clients. And Brian called me up and it was a great phone call. And he's like, Joel, he was, he was, he was kind of pissed. Actually. He was a little pissed. He's like, Joel, how, how am I supposed to have enough time? Like to do all this, like somebody else has to do this. Yeah. He was pissed because he's closed a lot of loans. And I said, well, number one, you're still doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. That's number one. And number two, you're probably not doing these calls the right way. Okay. And as soon as he changed his attitude he called me like a week later. He goes, Joel, these are my favorite calls. Like this is literally my favorite thing to do. This is more fun than like a new loan because you know, that, that, that connection. So staying in front of current clients, doing your B2Bs, um, you know, core, core activities. Um, What about uh, everyone? Brian's really good with social media, posting on social media. That is your own personal billboard. If you're Mm -hmm. not posting personal stuff, all the time you, you really need to be doing that um brian's very good about that if you want to look and see the kind of stuff he posts uh it's brian manning on facebook um brian real quick before we let you go what's the best way if people want to ask you a question i bet you're going to have some questions about fall fiesta um what's the best way for people to find you
1: yeah and you can reach out to me anytime if you have any questions no how problem. how uh, what's the best way? my website's the best way to get all my contact info it's brianmanningteam.com um, but if you, if you just Google Brian Manning, older mortgage lender, you'll find my contact spread everywhere.
0: Okay. And, uh, you know, Brian is a classic loan officer, very high purchase percentage, doing all of the right things, a great person to emulate and copy uh, because you will succeed. It's not going to happen in two seconds uh, because, again, relationships are a marathon not a sprint. So everybody have an awesome week and I will talk to you all next Monday. Brian Manning, thank you so much. Thank I know, you, know you said some inspiring things for people today uh, and I appreciate your time. And Everyone have an awesome week. Everyone crush it. See you all later. Everyone. Bye Brian. See ya.